0: Football, the goal line. Baseball, home plate. Basketball, the net. Sports Talk, right here. You're listening to Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. All right, kids, here we go. Hour number two, Vegas Sportsbook Radio on the Sports Radio Network. Sirius 159, Brian Blessing in Las Vegas from the KSHP Studios, AM 1400 in Las Vegas. Chris Pavona, our producer, back in New York. And we are heading to the weekend. Hey, we got some special programming for you. There's a lot of cool stuff out there. We did two special shows in addition to our regularly scheduled weekend shows at Sports Grid and Sirius 159 with the weekly college menu and NFL menu of games with Kenny White and Mark Lawrence. We also did two special shows, one NFL, one on the college football front. Who can win the whole thing? And those will be on all the platforms on Thursday and Friday. So a little holiday programming for you. To throw that out. By the way, also did a Light the Lamp podcast Talking Hockey with Cam Stewart, our dear friend. And that will be, it is out on the uh, all the podcast platforms and on uh, SportsGrid. And I'll be on with Cam and Gabe later today. 625 Eastern, 325 Pacific. Be on with the boys heading to the Thanksgiving weekend. And uh, that'll be a treat. Always worth a chuckle to get together with those two lug nuts. So we'll have some fun with the boys later today. Hey, we had a college basketball game last night. Number one versus number two. Number one, Gonzaga is really number one. I mean, these guys are something else. Uh, Put a beat down on UCLA. And the cool story, we played the audio drop of Dick Vitale, who was at the game last night. And that's a cool thing. If you haven't seen it, you know, making the game after having been diagnosed with cancer. and He got all emotional, choked up before the game, and it was cool. He was so excited that he got to be there Uh, in part of that game. That was a cool moment. Dick Vitale, uh, he's done so much for college basketball. So that was a special moment in Las Vegas last night. Now, just look at some of the other news and notes. Mark Lawrence going to join us today. He always does on Wednesdays. And we'll do the deep dive on NFL this weekend and college football, of course, Rivalry Week in College Football. Mark will be joining us uh, in the next segment. Uh, Some other notes out there. In St. Louis, well, they got to be happy. You know, and and it's honestly, it's probably chump change for the NFL. But the Rams and the NFL settled with St. Louis, the lawsuit, 790 million bucks. St. Louis sued the NFL because when the Rams bolted and went back to L.A., you know they went away from the protocols and and all the things that had been in place in terms of relocation so they coughed up a pretty serious chunk of change there uh, 790 million bucks goes to the city of St. Louis so you know one of the things you keep tabs on and then we start diving into the three games tomorrow in the NFL morning noon and night for us here in Vegas it's breakfast football the bears 3 point favorites Totals 41 and a half at Detroit. You got the Lions can't get out of their own way, and it's Thanksgiving, and, you know, we watch this every year. You'll want them to be relevant. you want the game to mean something. Well, it may mean something to Nagy. Uh, Chicago doesn't win this one. He, he's, he's putting lollipops and rainbows on. And I'm fine. Don't worry about me. I mean, they lose this game, and that might be all she wrote. Then you got the Raiders heading to Dallas. And th- this Raiders team, they're capable of doing some good things, but I don't know. Their play calling and their offensive approach is really bizarre. It just seems like it, in long stretches of the game, they, could, they just abandon the run. And I think Jacobs is capable of much more. And they're undisciplined. The penalties they take, I think they got to find ways. Little swing passes to Jacobs. Um, Just get get the ball in his hands more. Because when you're making Derek Carr one-dimensional, and we've seen this, he can make any throw. But he just makes bad decisions. I mean, he's making throws that you just wouldn't expect a rookie quarterback to make. But I will say this, and I I always believe this, the road teams are very, very salty on holidays like this. I just do believe there's big distractions for the home teams. They'll have all their family and friends are in town, and they've got Thanksgiving to celebrate that day after the game. And I think the road teams walk in there, and it's kind of a business trip, and then they enjoy the flight home, and then they've got days off, extra time until next week, and they celebrate Thanksgiving on Friday. So... I'm always looking for the road teams uh, to be a factor. And then the get-out game is the Bills up to a six-point favorite in the total on the game. We'll call it 45-and-a-half. And And one of the reasons here, I mean, it's, it's hard to be, like, steaming on the Bills the way they played against the Colts. But the news is Kamara and Mark Ingram unable to practice. And if they can't run the ball, Saints will have a problem against that defense. All right. Hey, listen, we're heading right. to the Thanksgiving weekend. want to thank all our sponsors, people that have been with us, and we can feed you to the day before. I know tomorrow's the big day at home, but you want to go out? Uh, over to uh, John Smith Subs, 9701 West Flamingo. They get screaming deals. Buy one, get one free on Tuesday. The 16 subs, only 5 bucks. And our friends at Oasis, the kitchen's open 24-7. Great gaming promotions, 4955 South Decatur, right near the corner of Tropicana over at Oasis. Hey, we're taking a break, coming back to Vegas. Mark Lawrence checking in on Vegas Sportsbook Radio.
1: Sportsgrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering, real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
0: Sportsbook Radio, Series 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network, AM 1400, KSHP in Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, thrilled to be with you, and I have a lot to be thankful for, and on that list, on a Thanksgiving weekend, the friendship, and the great information, and the fun we've had for many, many, many years, welcoming in our friend, Mark Lawrence, playbooksports.com. We're going to talk NFL football. But, Mark, uh, hey, buddy, I hope the family has a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. I mean, you, you love everything we've done together, buddy. I appreciate all you do.
2: Well, right back at you, Brian. Same to you and Marie and the family. I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving as well. I'm looking forward to some good food, some good football, and a lot of crashing on the lazy boy.
0: Yeah, amen to that. Hey, let's take it to the weekend. There's a couple of games just the number that I I can't shake, and that's Tennessee at New England. And I know Tennessee stubbed their toe, Mark. You know, it happens. A lot of good teams have had really bad efforts this year, and New England's on a tootsie roll. But to have this number go up to 6.5, it's racing to 7.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of love for New England out there right now, Brian, and perhaps understandably so uh, because of what they've done, Bill Belichick. The Super Season by the rookie Mac Jones, and you know, right now they're the hot team in the National Football League, at least on the AFC side of things. Since Tennessee gave up those honors, if you will, uh, with that loss last week, and we can sort of see it coming with Tennessee, in that the games before that they were solidly out yarded in both of those contests, playing without Derrick Henry. But at some point, the number gets a little bit too crazy, and it gets to a point where you have to start looking the other way. And I think that's the case in this particular football game here right now. Now you're asking uh, the Patriots to win this football game by seven points. That could be a little bit of a reach against a team, the quality of the Tennessee Titans.
0: And, oh, by the way, I mean, listen, the college kids are a lot more prone to this. But you've got the Patriots are sitting there looking ahead, knowing they got a Monday night date with the Bills next week.
2: Yeah, that certainly doesn't uh, hurt Tennessee's case at all and because they're just human, New England's going to look a little bit ahead to Buffalo in a football game like this. Uh, again, I think what they've done here right now, because of what they've done, the pressure now falls on New England, as opposed to it being on Tennessee. I think at the beginning of the football season here, you would have seen Tennessee coming in here like in a pick-em situation, uh, but right now, we're talking more like a touchdown, and that's value to the Titans.
0: You know, The Philadelphia game of the Giants, Okay, Jason Garrett gets let go as the offensive coordinator. Giants, nothing to write home about against Tampa Bay. And Phillies playing good. I look at this, Mark, and I think of all the conversations we've had over the years, Well, you know, mostly kind of wrapped around college football scenarios, but there was one that was similar to this to me earlier in the year, and that was Cincinnati feeling great, and everybody loves Cincinnati, and all of a sudden they were being asked to cover nine on the road against the Jets. They batted up to 11 and the Jets beat them outright. Now yep. Philly's playing good, but you're asking Hurts to go on the road in a division game and cover three and a half.
2: I think the tall order for Philadelphia here, it's uh, everybody's uh, kind of coming around what they've seen lately and hopping on those types of football teams. And believe me, they get priced for. The Osmaker sees it, they realize the thinking, and they price the games accordingly. And don't forget, if you look at the Giants, while they've been up and they've been down, uh, under Joe Judge, they played eight division games. They've won the money six of those eight division games. The Giants are going to come with everything they've got in this football game here. So Philadelphia has got to bring their A game and at this price. I gotta stay at home with the Giants in the game.
0: Could it be, Mark, a you know, big time playoff preview? Quite possibly an NFC championship game preview. Rams at the Packers pick 'em game total forty seven and a half. Well, you know this is a game
2: that uh, the Rams have had circled since uh, Green Bay booted them out of the playoffs last year. And uh, I guess from a setup standpoint, you couldn't ask for a better situation from the Rams in that they're coming in here after getting apple carded as favorites in the last two football games and a week of rest to prepare for this game. I think the only thing that sort of upset that thinking was, uh, number one, Green Bay coming off the loss, and number two, the injury, the possible injury to Aaron Rodgers in his toe. And because of that, this lines being driven way down the Rams go into this game, if we're not talking about Aaron Rodgers and his toe, we're talking about the Rams getting three, three and a half points in this game, and I think you can make a real good case for the Rams in the contest here, but now we have to deal with the line that we are, is being presented and put in front of us here, and you have to ask yourself, is there any value to the Rams? I do know the Rams are going to come with everything they've got. The question is, how healthy will Aaron Rodgers be in this
0: game? Really interesting game to me. Tampa Bay snaps the two-game losing streak. And now they're going on the road to Indy, and we know the love affair with Brady. Tampa Bay laying three to a team. You could, I think you could make a case, Mark. Indy could be playing as good as anybody right now.
2: You know, normally, uh, the way the Colts are playing, Brian, the teams like this are generally what we would call wise guy teams. The teams that a lot of the experts see the way they're playing, they know the way they're playing, and they still dress them up and they're not getting any love from the odds makers, so they become wise guy plays or wise guy teams. But because it's Tampa Bay this week, I think that fact's being ignored in this football contest here. There's still that Tom Brady thing going on with the Tampa Bay Bucs in this football contest here. And the Colts are playing as good as anybody in the AFC right now. You've got to look at the Colts in this football contest, especially knowing that Tampa comes out that Monday night win.
0: And it's an eerily similar situation. You know, they murdered the Bills. And nobody talked about this. I mean, he's not a household name. But the star Latule, the Bills' defensive nose tackle, the only thing the guy's worth is he can help them bog down the run. He takes on the center and ties up the guards. And Edmonds, their linebacker, was out. So against the run, the Bills got shredded by Taylor. Well, if this Vito Vea isn't playing for Tampa Bay, it could be the same thing all over again this week.
2: That's a great, uh, great, great, great assessment you make there because I remember when he was drafted, I mean, he was a house to begin with. I'm sure he's grown even more in stature and size, and he's really, really asserted himself. So if he's out of the lineup here, my goodness, what does that do? It opens the door for Taylor in a football game like this, who can hit so many ways out of the backfield, running, catching passes, so forth and whatnot. So, again, I think it's another edge towards the Colts in this contest.
0: Mark, what's shaking in your backyard? Carolina off the loss to Washington, laying one and a half against the Dolphins off the win over the Jets. Total on the game here, 42.
2: I think everybody in town right now is beginning to buy into Tua, if you will. Uh, You know, he's come up with some pretty good performances ever since uh, he was being pushed out the door. And to his credit, he's come back and answered. Uh, And he answered pretty well last week. But... To whom did he answer? That's the question. He answered to the New York Jets. Now they're going to play a Carolina football team that uh, is getting themselves into playoff position here right now. And this is sort of a step-up game for Miami here. I know the odds maker was well aware of uh, this coming in here. They didn't fall for the trap in making Miami the favorite in the football game. Uh, And I can understand why. I do like the Panthers in the contest here. I'm not a big Cam Newton fan, uh, but I think he's brought a, an element of enthusiasm to the football program here. And if it uh, if it continues to keep moving forward here with um, McCaffrey back in the lineup here, I think it makes Carolina a type of a team that no one's going to want to play coming down the stretch here. I like Carolina over Miami on Sunday.
0: And, Mark, your beloved Cleveland Browns, if this team gets healthy, they could be a dangerous team. Kareem Hunt may be back, get that running game going again. Baltimore, to me, they they find ways to win. A lot of these games, a lot of it's smoke and mirrors, but good teams do find ways to win games. I think they play to the level of their competition. But Baltimore laying three and a half. The Browns are coming in here, Mark. I mean, this is a borderline playoff game for the Browns.
2: It certainly is. You know, right now they're uh, two games back of Baltimore looking up at them and the, uh, standings in the playoff picture. The Browns are the number 10 seed coming into this game. They really can't afford to go backwards any further. They need to just hold serve right now until, like you say, they get healthy when Kareem Hunt's back in the lineup and ev- all the characters are there that open the season for the Browns. And if they do, just that. They could be a very dangerous football team when December rolls around here. But I like their chances of Cleveland to extract their revenge against Baltimore.
0: All right. Mark Lawrence, our Dear friend, PlaybookSports.com. The magazine's still useful. Trust me, kids. I use it all the time. The Midweek Alert, the Coffee Club, the newsletter. Great information at PlaybookSports.com. Always a treat on Vegas Sports Week Radio, talking football with Mark Lawrence. Sportsbook Radio, Sirius 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network, from the KSHB studios in Las Vegas. Brian Blossom, glad to be with you, and we are ready to rock and roll. Rivalry week, college football, we turn to the man, Mark Lawrence, playbooksports.com. So many big games, and I know Mark was working really hard burning the midnight oil uh, with the holiday week, getting ready to get that information out, and I can only imagine the well oil machine has a boatload of angles, Mark, on Rivalry Week.
2: You know, what's really impressive, Brian, is uh, the way the college football schedule fell out this year. Uh, because of the COVID situation and insisting that uh, we're going to play this season through, the way the games were scheduled is Thanksgiving week is the week of rivalry games this week. Usually it's sort of the week before. And Thanksgiving week has a, a few less games, maybe half as many games, but not this year. It's jam packed with football games and a ton of rivalry games. Couple that with the need for the bowl games and the uh, college football poll ranking positions. I think this is going to be a heck of a week in college football.
0: Yeah, it's really good. Alabama is not playing Jacksonville State. Yes, it is. Or, <laughs> or second, Citadel. Or of yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, let's come on. Let's get right to it. Don't bury the lead. Let's go uh, with. Ohio State and Michigan. And the Buckeyes are 8, Mark. On the road, the total is 64.5. What do you make of the number? Well,
2: I'm a little bit surprised at the number uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, our good friend Kenny White, uh, who does a fantastic job with his power ratings, and we publish those in the Playbook newsletter each week, thanks to Kenny. Uh, and when I look at the, the games, when we're doing the games, I'll always go to his games first when I'm looking for potential margins in games. And the thing that jumps off the page to me is by his power ratings, he made Ohio State one in this game. I thought the game might come more like uh, maybe more like five sixes, and it opens up a healthy touchdown here. Better than I'm a little bit surprised. Uh, maybe that's there for the public because of, uh, of the major role that Ohio State is on, and maybe because too many people in the public have bet Jim Harbaugh in the past and get tired of burning their money. Uh, I don't know for sure, but uh, put the line aside in the game here, and uh, you've got Michigan in a huge step-up game in this contest. there. are a lot to play for. Obviously, they beat Ohio State They go to the Big Ten championship game. They ruin Ohio State's chances in the college football playoff. So they can really, really do some damage, Ken Michigan. But I cannot step in front of Ohio State right now the way they're playing football. They're playing as good as any team in the country. And I think in a case like this, the pressure's all on Michigan in this game.
0: Well, an Ohio State going, you know, winning 15 of the last 16 games doesn't buoy anybody's confidence on Michigan either. No, no,
2: not at all. And, you know, and the fact that Ryan Day has not lost a game on the road doesn't, uh, I don't think dims their chances in this football game as well. The question is, Ohio State wins, but by how many? I think that's the case in this game.
0: All right, Mark. I mean, it, it's such a, it's great. The game is great. It's a spectacle. It's theater. Uh, but to have it with so much on the line just makes it, you know, that much better. But we get, like you said, the big menu of games. Let me go off the beaten, um, map here a little bit. Beaten path, I guess. Um, Army and Liberty. How about Liberty laying three to Army? I mean, that's one of the early games on a Saturday. A little bit
2: unusual because uh, they're going to face this wishbone attack, which maybe they perhaps wish they hadn't scheduled this game when it's over. That remains to be seen. But Liberty's done a real nice job, if you will, of late here, and they've had a really nice football season as well. The thing that uh, I think jumps out in front of me here is whenever you look at Army, whenever you look at Navy in their final game of the season, before they play one another, they always tend to struggle. And I don't know, you can't really, in truth, call it a look ahead because there's two weeks in between football games. But I think Liberty's got a lot to play for here in this football contest here to enhance their bowl positioning, whereas Army knows they'll be bowling. It's just a question of which bowl they'll fall into. I'm going to lean to Liberty in the football contest.
0: Mark, monster game with Cincinnati laying 14 on the road at East Carolina, and the total on the game here is 58. We know what a great season these guys have had. If they were able to win this, win their championship game, They're in. I don't care what anybody says. There's no way Notre Dame's going by them. But, Mark, the pressure on these guys, you know, they're going on the road. That pressure can produce some goofy results.
2: Unquestionably. You know, you've got three of what I love talking about, these noose tightening plays this week where these undefeated teams, their final game of the season, are laying points on the road. And I'm going to say that they have a better chance of losing the money in two of these three games than they do winning the money in two of these three games. Uh, for North, North Texas in the UTS game, uh, they need to win to go bowling. So that's incentive enough for the Mean Green in the contest. Uh, with the pressure being on the road runners in the football game, did you see the end of the UTSA game last week and how it set up for that play?
0: No, no. Tell me,
2: unbelievable. But I don't. You probably saw the highlights when you know they completed that that sort of a half-ass Hail Mary one-yard touchdown pass to win the game, okay? But in getting there, in getting there, they had completed a big pass to take it down to about the five-yard line, and uh, then the next play, the uh, the kids tackle, and goes out of bounds. They don't stop the clock. Mm -hmm. The clock keeps running. It keeps running, and it keeps running. So they had to hurriedly get this play off, when in fact they never should have had to do just that, so I don't know what happened as far as the, the referees are concerned, but tip of the hat to UTSA, they got the the job done but i think again the pressure's all on them this week
0: all right another game that's pretty interesting with a lot on the line uh, how about a team this deep in the season wake forest mark taking on bc on the road laying five the total here is 64 wake forest sitting there with a real opportunity but they got to get the w here
2: I think what they tell each other in the locker room before the game is, guys, if we don't win this game, Clemson's going to the title game again. We don't want that to have to happen, do we? But, uh, you also see a Wake Forest football team that is beginning to unravel at the threads after having had their perfect season ruined, the bubble burst, and all of a sudden they're not playing Wake Forest-type football. In Boston College, you got a team here with Phil Jurkovic back at quarterback. We're going to see him on Sundays, and I'm going to tell you, he's going to be a, an excellent NFL football quarterback. We're going to see him here in his last home game for Boston College in this football contest here, and I think they stop Wake Forest in this football game. I like the Eagles and the upset here.
0: Mark. Rivalry week, bud. We know what it means in basketball. How about football? Louisville, most places a three-point favorite. Hosting Kentucky, total 57
2: yeah I don't think Kentucky gets the love that they deserve uh it's happened a long time, and I think it's still even happening this year. I mean they're an eight win team taking points from a six win Louisville team, and you're talking an SEC team to an ACC team that's all suspect to begin with in this contest here. uh but then if you go back and you look at uh at their stance and the way they played football here this year so far this year, the last two meetings in this series here. Kentucky has creamed Louisville, forty five to thirteen and fifty six to ten. They won the yards in those football games by well over two hundred yards in each contest. I don't see what changes in a game like this here. I think Kentucky goes in here with a Rodney Dangerfield approach and wins this football contest.
0: Wisconsin, listen, all the pub is Ohio State, Michigan. But here comes Wisconsin at the end of the year. Wisconsin laying seven at Minnesota. The total's unbelievable mark, thirty eight.
2: Yeah, skinny totals, whenever Wisconsin is involved, you know you're going to see something suspect like that, but... um arguably maybe for the right reasons. They just play this Georgia-type-like suffering defense here, suffocating defense here. I think Wisconsin steps up in a game like this. Uh, This is a game where they get them to the Big Ten Championship. They win the West again in doing just this. And while Minnesota's been a pretty good home dog themselves in football games like this, they've been miserable in their last home game the last seven years. They only won one time. And this is a Wisconsin football team that's, I think, playing some really good football right now. I'd be surprised if the Badgers don't win this game and take home the money.
0: Minnesota had a weird season, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, they sure have. I mean,
2: you know, it, they're, they're sort of a bob and weave type team. Just when you think you have them figured, you don't. And just the opposite side, when you're, they're ready to fade, you know, they come back and they play good football. Go figure. I mean, look at the Iowa game. They got beat five yards, but they out gained Iowa by 130 yards in the contest. They lose straight up to Illinois, but beat them almost 100 yards in the contest. It's kind of a wacky season for Minnesota this football season here. But I think it catches up with them in this Wisconsin game.
0: Again, we're looking at the playoff scenarios that are out there and Notre Dame, you know, listen they should have lost to Toledo early in the season, survived the Florida State game. To their credit, won a lot of games, but they're actually playing some really good football right now, Mark I don't know, you know, who's lining up to want to see this again in the uh, <laughs> in the Final <laughs> Four you know, I mean, we've, we've seen it enough, but the bottom line is they're in the discussion, and this number has taken off. Notre Dame 19 and a half at Stanford.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's unreal. I mean, what's happened to the Stanford program, and uh, you know everybody wanting to fade them, and everybody wanting to jump on the Irish here. The Irish have come into this football game here, wins and covers in six straight games. They've only allowed nine points in their last three football games. So you know, give them their due. Notre Dame, they're playing some really good football. It's just a question of uh, the quality of opposition they're playing here in the second half of the season. It's awfully weak, and I think if Notre Dame were to win out, they'll win this game, but if they were to win out, I still don't think the strength of schedule is going to be enough to get Notre Dame into the playoff this year.
0: Mark, let's sneak one more in. Clemson 11 and a half on the road at South Carolina, and they, listen, this time of year, they're getting ready for championship games. It's a different animal now.
2: It sure is. Uh, You know, and Clemson knows that uh, they can be in that championship game if Wake Forest loses. All you have to do is take care of business in this football contest here. It's a a rivalry. Like we talked about, the last time Clemson played at South Carolina, they were 27-point favorites. This is a wholesale number here for the Tigers. I think they win and get the money easily in this game.
0: Mark, tell them how to get all the good information, and we got you for another segment. Uh, all available online,
2: playbooksports.com. Check out all three of our outstanding newsletters, playbooksports.com.
0: Mark, sticking around, we got a lot more. As Mark said, huge menu of games, rivalry week, college football. His information, spectacular from playbooksports.com. More with Mark Lawrence. Coming back, Series 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. It's simple, really. Sports Grid, good. Everything else, We did Vegas Sportsbook Radio. We are doing the deep dive on Rivalry Week on college football with our friend Mark Lawrence from playbooksports.com. No time to waste. Diving right back into the menu, Mark. And let's go with BYU at USC. BYU, six and a half, seven point favorites on the road. Total on the game, 65 and a half.
2: Yeah, this is normally a pretty big football game for Brigham Young because any time that they had stepped out of wherever they were affiliated, conference or independent, playing the Pac-12 was always a big game for BYU. But suddenly Southern Cal isn't all that much of a football game, at least for uh, intents and purposes, the way Southern Cal has evolved thus far this football season. But BYU better not take this football game. uh, They better take it seriously because you have a Southern Cal football team coming in here, embarrassed, red-faced. They've lost the money five games in a row. They've only won one of those football games on the scoreboard here. And you don't usually see Southern Cal football teams go out like this in the manner in which they have. I'm going to grab the points with Southern Cal here. I don't like the the crossover in the number here, BYU laying points on the Pac-12 road. And you've also got inside this football game – a chance for Southern Cal to become a bowl team. They win this. If they do that makeup game against Cal, they win that football game, then suddenly a lot of those bad memories are erased here. I'm going to grab the points with USC in the contest.
0: Let's call this our travel game of the week, Mark. We called our shot last week with Colorado State. Late in the year, teams going to Hawaii. It just doesn't end well. Sure enough, crazy game. Hawaii gets the win in the cover. But now Hawaii... They come to the mainland and, oh boy, good luck. Bring, bring a turtleneck and a parka and the whole nine yards. Go to Wyoming. Wyoming's up to 10 and a half.
2: Yeah, this number is really growing for Wyoming. A lot of that is based upon uh, the geographics that you mentioned in, in this football game and also the fact that Wyoming played a really solid football game last week. I think the word got out on Wyoming about how sneaky they are this football season. They're a very, very good defensive football team. Now you take Hawaii on the road off a satisfying last home game win, of which, by the way, they were belted in the yards. They lost 120 yards in the stats, and that went over Colorado State altitude becomes a factor here for Hawaii in this contest here. So while teams go to Hawaii their last game of the season and call it a vacation, Hawaii has to go to Wyoming and call it being imprisoned, if you will, in a game (laughs) like
0: this. (laughs) There you go. The jailbreak game. Yeah, there you go.
2: There you go, a jailbreak game. So we'll stay on with the Cowboys uh, in this game against Hawaii.
0: All right, let's get to some of the really important ones now. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Cowboys 4 at home, totals 49. The winner of this game gets a chance in the Big 12 title game, and who knows what happens above them. They're still breathing, Mark. Well, the path
2: is clear, I think, basically for both of these football teams here. Number one, Oklahoma wins this football game, they make it to the championship game, and they can still stay alive in the college football playoff with just one loss, being a a Power 5 team out of the Big 12 conference. Oklahoma State wins this football game. They're going to uh, obviously be in the Big 12 championship game. Baylor needs Oklahoma uh, to lose the game so Baylor can take on Oklahoma State. So there's a lot of intrigue, at least as far as the way this bedlam battle takes uh, matches, uh, takes place this particular weekend. I'm a big guy who loves history, and I love uh, uh, series dominance, and Oklahoma owns all of that in this series here. You don't very rarely find this football team dressing up as an underdog to Oklahoma State, and because of what's happened thus far this football season here, they're a four-point underdog coming into here. And we call this stat out in the newsletter It's a pretty neat stat if you like stuff like this, but there's only been six times that Oklahoma has played Oklahoma State in which Oklahoma State has had the better record going into the game. And Oklahoma wins and covers all six of those football games. I think they make it 7-for-7 seven seven in this contest here, and I think they pull the rug out on Oklahoma State.
0: That Willow machine, are, are there teams, are there certain teams, Mark, where that machine just really gets a read on? And I am in for years, right, Stoops loses at Oklahoma, play them the next week. They'd never lose. Seems like you always get great goodies on Oklahoma.
2: Yeah, we do, and a lot of that is because of what you just said. They rarely lose, so those situations are rare in between. Like I said, six times since 1980, only Oklahoma State with the better record only six times. Uh, the situations with Oklahoma losing are rare indeed, so uh, when those occurrences come, they're e- really rather easy to find. So, you know, we let the well oil machine speak, and when it speaks, we listen. That's all I can tell you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and keep, don't ever lose that can of... Uh... WD-40. And yeah, and oil, w- w-
2: WD-40. yeah, wd D4. Yeah,
0: whatever it takes. Keep that thing working. All right, Bama, Auburn, you know, enough said. We've seen the crazy results in the past. We'll never, ever forget the missed field goal return for a touchdown. Everything's on the line for Alabama. It's not the caliber Alabama teams we've seen in the past – does Auburn have anything for them in this spot? And what do you make of the number? Alabama a nineteen and a half, twenty point favorite.
2: Well, we've seen lesser Auburn teams surprise Alabama. I'll say that in the past before, because these two teams simply hate one another. It is the rival of rivalry games. You can say Ohio State, Michigan, some people say Alabama, Auburn. It doesn't matter. They both come to play real hard in each of these football games. I think Auburn's got a a fighter's chance uh, in this football contest here for two reasons. Number one, this is not the Alabama football team we saw last year that won the national championship. And I think the pressure is squarely on Alabama here. Alabama cannot afford to lose a game this week or against Georgia next week, or else they are out of the college football playoff. That brings Auburn footloose and fancy free into this football game. I realize Bo Nix is not going to be quarterback in this football team, but it's still Alabama coming to Auburn. And the Alabama has not fared well in games at Auburn. They played a lot of games on neutral fields before, but Auburn owns the edge they beat them five of the eight times they've hosted Alabama I gotta grab the points with the Tigers in this football contest
0: Mark on the big picture with Bama if it's a great game you know close game Georgia finds a way to win I think they're okay but I wonder you know how that Georgia Bama game plays out and you know what the number is if if they beat them by 14 17 I mean Bama's got a genuine concern here don't they they
2: have a major concern, you know, they should probably have the same concern Ohio State has because they each have one loss. They can't afford to trip up this week on rival or rake or next week in the college or in their conference championship games. I think Brian when it all when the dust settles here and the playoffs are, are paired, we're going to find four one-loss teams that are going to be in the college football playoff, meaning that Alabama wins this game and they beat Georgia to make it to the college football playoff. So don't be surprised if there are no undefeated teams playing in the college football playoff
0: this year. What's the mood of Penn State and Michigan State? Franklin gets locked up, 10-year contract. Michigan State, uh, oh wait, let me check. Yeah, Ohio State just scored again. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, Penn State, one, one and a half on the road in this spot. The total, 52
2: You know, this is a a football season that's going sideways for Michigan State. We can go back three weeks ago, and they were sitting number three in the college football playoff rankings, feeling awfully good about themselves, and now they're on the outside looking in, and they stand no chance whatsoever of recovering from that. I think it's going to be very, very difficult to get this Michigan State football team back up for uh, this particular football contest here uh, and I love the fact that uh, coming into this football game with uh, with Penn State, they're what I call a mission team last year they went bowling three years in a row they had a losing team last year and when you take teams like this in their final game of the season, when they bring a good good defense that allows fewer than 21 points a game they're real good in these final games I think that applies to Penn State in this contest, a vast difference in defense here, I gotta back the Nittany Lions in this game.
0: You know the other thing too you have the, the Walker kid who was Uh, You know, he was right there in the Heisman discussion, and see, that's gone.
2: Yep, that's gone for him as well. So, you know, I don't think he can possibly get himself back up. He'd have to rush for 400 yards doing that, but it's not going to happen. So, you know, they're a little bit despondent about that as well.
0: Here we go, rivalry week. Florida, two and a half in the swamp at home, uh, taking on Florida State, total 59 and a half.
2: Well, the winner of this game goes bowling. The loser uh, goes out Christmas shopping. That's what it really amounts to here. Uh, Unfortunately for Florida, they won't be Christmas shopping with their head coach anywhere because he's gone, and I think that's going to have a black cloud painted all over for the Florida Gators in this contest here. We've seen so many times when coaches get pink slipped this late in the football season where their football teams just flat out don't come and play games. Uh, They're they're probably looking right now wondering where they're going to transfer to because they don't know where the new head coach is going to be and able to recruit it by Dan Mullen. On the other side of the coin, this is a savior game for Mike Norvell at Florida State. It was only in September. We were talking about rewriting his uh, his contract at Florida State looking for a replacement coach, but to their credit, they bounce back here. They win this game. They go bowling here. I think Florida State takes care of business against the Gators on Saturday.
0: Again, kind of a what's the mood Texas A&M laying six and AM and 65 at LSU, 45 and a half. Well, 46 and a half, we'll call the consensus.
2: I think if ever there's a win one for the Gipper-type game on the card this weekend, this is it for LSU. Yep. Uh, a win here, they go bowling uh, for Ed Ogeron. Either way, they're going to carry him off the field, whether they win or they lose. Uh, he's going to be carried off the field in this football game. But you might as well, if you're might going to have to carry him off. You might as well carry him off and say, hey, we're going to go bowling, guy. Uh, but look at LSU in the contest here. In their football games this year, if you look in, uh, inside their stats, they were 4-2 and two at home. They won four of their six home games, and they've out-yarded four of those six opponents they played some really good football at home this year has lsu and on the other side of the coin you got texas a&m who can go nowhere up or down in the sec standing is because of this game all they're going to be concerned about is what bowl game they're going to be going to win lose or draw i think this is a big big upset in the making here for lsu
0: mark interesting one here oregon state in oregon oregon is seven six and a half seven 16 and to the total. I know Oregon had lost to Stanford, but they had fought themselves all the way back in the picture. Get absolutely drilled by Utah. Does this actually qualify as a bubble burst? You know, it's really strange you mention that because
2: I was just having that conversation and saying that doesn't this game feel like a bubble burst for Oregon? It should be. It should be. I mean, their perfect season was ruined uh, 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 before this, but The bottom line is their season has been ruined. They took themselves completely out of the college football playoff where they had a position inside the top four. And you got an Oregon State football team here that's playing, I think, as good as any team under the radar this football season here. They've done a terrific job. And I like Oregon State's chances in this game. And I think they capitalized on Oregon's misgivings last week. And they come in here and steal the game. They take the Ducks down on Saturday.
0: And then the one we all can't wait to find out what happens UMass and New Mexico State. <laughs> <laughs> New Mexico State's six-point favorite. It's it's on the board, bud.
2: <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> when, 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 if we you've got
0: info game. on this, you're the man.
2: <laughs> uh, I, I you, because, we, because we have to write every game up, and we do write every game up, and I do the research on every game, I had to dig deep, and I mean real deep. Yeah. <laughs> in a football game like this, and it didn't matter what I came up with for stats and numbers and so forth and whatnot. I think the whole bottom line is when you match up two teams like this. And if there were a bottom of the barrel bowl or award for the team at the bottom of the barrel, the winner, the loser of this game, wins the bottom of the barrel. Garbage to garbage, take the points in a garbage to garbage game. I'm closing I my eyes.
0: I'm That's closing my job. eyes, and I'm pi- I'm picturing you. Doing the write-up of that game, wearing the coal miner's hat with the lamp on it. (laughs) Uh, Mark, listen, man, the information—it's really spectacular—and the work you put into it. PlaybookSports.com. Have a wonderful holiday weekend with the family, and we'll talk to you again next week. Mark, great stuff as always. Thanks, pal.
2: Enjoy the weekend, Brian. Be good. Thank
0: you. Mark Lawrence. Does it get better than that? PlaybookSports.com. Back to Vegas in a moment. (laughs) All right, back to put a lid on it. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. From the KSHB Studios in Las Vegas, Sportsbook Radio Network, Sirius 159. Scott Perrell is next on the network. Our buddy Jason Pothier is going to join me on Vegas Hockey Hotline. Huge menu of games in the NHL tonight. If you're a hockey fan, think you'll like the program? KSHB.com. There is a listen live function. We've got special shows this holiday weekend, Thursday, Friday. A college and NFL special show with Kenny White, Andy Isco, Chuck Esposito, Mark Lawrence, uh, who you just heard from, uh, telling you who we think can win the whole thing in college and the NFL. Then our regularly scheduled weekend shows on college football and the NFL with Mark Lawrence and Kenny White. These guys are phenomenal, and we invite you to check uh, those shows out. Also, there's a "Light like the Lamb" podcast on the Sports Grid platforms with our buddy Cam Stewart. Uh, that is always worth a chuckle or two. Cammy he is he's hilarious, and I will be on with Cam and Gabe on the Sports Grid Radio Network later today. Uh, let me check my calendar. I don't have a calendar. Uh, what did he tell me? I think 6:25 uh, Eastern, 3:25 Pacific. Be on with uh, Cam and Gabe. Gabe and I'll be, you know, blathering about the Bills playing on Thanksgiving Day. He's a big Bills fan too. But uh, listen, thanks to Chris Bavona, he's phenomenal. Our producer uh, back in New York. I mean, he just does incredible work, and we appreciate everything he does. And sincere thanks to, you know, all our sponsors and the sportsbook directors that come on the show. Our hey, our buddy Tony Miller downtown the Golden Nugget. They're doing the viewing parties. Don't forget in the Grand Ballroom. Uh, for the rodeo coming up. Guys like Jay Cornegay, Chuck Esposito, Mike Lewis, Tony Neville, Vinny Maliulo. Vinny will join us on Friday. We'll be over at the Superbook on Friday as well uh, at the uh, Superbook. So if you're coming into town, please do swing by and say hi. I hope everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving.